BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Well, hey there, Doug Mellard. Hey, Doug Benson. Uh, it was great to see you in Houston, man. Yeah, you too, man. That was fun. Fun show at Warehouse Live, produced by our friends at The Secret Group. Shh, it's a secret. <laughs> it's a good secret. I've said too much about The Secret Group. Shh. <laughs> um, our guest today is an actor whose voice is very, very distinct and recognizable. He was Badger on Breaking Bad, and uh, he's, on, uh, he's on the show Mom and lots of other stuff. And his name is Matt Jones. So we're going to get into it with him about that crazy name. <laughs> and he's a great guy. I think you're going to like him, Doug. Iconic. Yeah, I can't wait. I mean, you get along with most everybody. Who's your top three most hated guests we've had on the show? I'm not going to do that. I mean, okay, top two, top two. Well, I think we could. We know one. <laughs> I think we know one. We don't say anything, but <laughs> I did a poll. I did a poll on the uh, Wide World of Doug's Twitter account, which is a new thing. If you're listening to this show, please go sign up for uh, that Twitter account. I, I won't. I promise, I won't post too much. But uh, all the all the Doug news that I could get out there, and um, why did I bring it up? <laughs> a poll. Oh yeah, I did a poll. Uh, you know, who's your favorite Doug so far? Because we've been doing this over a year, and we've only had like four Dougs on the show. Oh right, yeah, yeah. So I was like, who's your favorite, Dougie Doug, Doug Caro, Doug Jones, or uh, Douglas Farrell? Am I missing one? Um, I think that's about it, right? DJ Doug Pound, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, you can go on Twitter on the Wide World of Dugs uh, and answer the poll. But do that later, because right now it's time for us to let's go to work. <laughs> Hello. Are you are you there, Matt Jones? Yeah, I'm here. What's up? How you doing, man? I'm good. How you doing? I'm good, thanks. Um we appreciate you joining us today. That's uh the quiet one is Doug Mallard. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um I sometimes we call each other by uh, nicknames so everybody can keep us straight. Uh, so sometimes I'll call him something like uh, Melly Mel, and he'll call me something like 
DB. Yeah. And we'll both <laughs> we'll both call you Matt. Is Matt uh is is it short for Matthew? Is it classic yes. classic yeah, stuff? Um, yeah, just Matt. Uh, only person that's called me Matthew is my grandmother and she's dead. So let's just do Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's, uh, that's pretty much what you're, what you've said your whole life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some people use my name, like a uh, one syllable, Matt Jones, uh, you know, like, <laughs> like through high school and shit. It was like Matt Jones, uh, which is pretty annoying. I'm just Matt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess when you have uh, when when it's one syllable in both uh, first and last name, it makes it real easy for people to, to do that uh, yeah. full name thing all the time. Plus, also you've met a lot of actors and actresses, and like the the crazier people out there uh, love the first and last name. I've noticed. Love it. Uh, it's a sign someone might be a little nutty if they start referring to using your last name all the time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> also having the last name Jones, like you, uh, it's a good barometer. Cause like, if someone calls me Jonesy, I'm like, Oh, I'm not going to like that person. <laughs> like immediately. I'm like, that's, it's really easy to tell who I'm not going to like. Yeah. That's, that's a bold leap to just jump to that. If, especially if they barely know you. Good. Yeah. Lord. Yeah. Zep, yeah. Jonesy, and you're like, yep. Not going to like that guy. You're done. <laughs> yeah. That's a real, that's a, um, that's a tough one. You know, like if somebody calls me uh, Benny, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I, uh, I, I sort of have the, uh, the same feeling. Yeah. Are you, uh, I mean, this is the dumbest question. Like how often do people say, are you related to and name some other Jones? Cause it must be just all the time. I, I you're just related to so many people. If you're related to every Jones, yeah, there's like 20 million Joneses. Like it's <laughs> ridiculous. No, I, I don't know. I guess I'm related to all of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's no, uh, cause I was going to just ask the dumb question. Of, are you related to Doug Jones? No, but of course you are, but you're not. Cause you're no. only related by name, but, uh, I wish I was, I wish I was related to Toby Jones. Um, uh, Tommy Lee Jones, Indiana uh, Jones. Yeah. Uh, right. um, I had a script idea years ago uh, called the Jones boys where a guy <laughs> finds out that he's the illegitimate <laughs> child of Tom Jones and he like follows him on the road. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm related this, to Tom Jones. Was this project going to be with or without Tom Jones's permission? Oh, I, it, I, I wanted to make it starring Tom Jones. <laughs> oh my God. I'm into it. Yeah. So he you had to get him on board yeah, to, yeah, for the yeah. project to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to have seen that, but uh, yeah. So the Joneses are just, uh, you know, it's impossible to keep up with, even though they're always saying to, to try to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah. Most Joneses um, I've known have been pretty poor and white trash. So I never understood <laughs> that phrase. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like who's looking up to the Joneses and going, yeah, Oh, I, who are these days? rich Joneses? <laughs> <laughs> I've just never thought of, I don't associate Jones with any particular, uh, uh, background. Like, or is it, is it, uh, are, are, is your background like a European or something? Uh, I did one of those like 23 and me's and it's just basically all over. It's just Europe. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Northern Europe and Eastern Europe and a little bit of Western Europe. And you're like, okay, so Europe. Yeah, great. <laughs> that was it. 
Yeah, because there was also a movie with a fictional character called Tom Jones that was uh, popular. I think it even won Best Picture in the 60s with uh, oh, yeah. Albert, Albert Finney played the title character. Yeah, yeah, he was like a playboy. Yeah, and uh, but it was like a uh, Renaissance kind of setting, I think. So like... Yeah. Wasn't he like, uh, a, like a like a con man or something like that? Or probably, yeah. Yeah, was yeah. always try, always getting caught with the ladies and after yeah. like, you know, jump out of the second floor of a barn or something. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's a real ribald comedy. As I, I, I'm sure it does not hold up very well. But uh, back when just, movies were fun. Yeah, but growing up, you know, there's Tom Jones, the singer, who sang the theme from you know Thunderball. There's also this movie called Tom Jones starring Albert Finney. Uh, so the name Tom Jones was always very uh, confusing to me as a lad. But uh, as clearly I've worked it all out. Uh, <laughs> and I, I know what I'm talking about now. But um, so so you don't like Jones. I mean, you know, Jonesy's not a preferred way to go. And no. neither is uh, any kind of take on matt do people try to jump to the like maddie or uh, well, i was a real fat kid so maddie fatty is like not oh something I'm a no fan of. oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah oh, kids remember yeah. back when uh, you were allowed to bully each other like you know <laughs> the reason why we're in this business <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you know i certainly we would i would have gotten there maybe uh, at some point but as long as you bring it up like do you feel like the name Matt Jones in its specific and uh, plain uh, nature uh, helps push you into show business? You know, that's I've, I've thought about that. There, there was a study. What was it? Freakonomics did a whole thing on it, like uh, name specifics uh-huh. and how that affects people's careers. Yeah. And if you have like a really ethnic sounding name, then you tend to not get hired and stuff like that. But like really boring general names, it doesn't really have an effect, you know. I don't know. Right, other than the basic, you know, uh, white patriarchy, you got that yeah. going for you with yeah, name, you know? yeah. I got that in spades. But um, <laughs> I think being an actor is generally, you know, um, I don't know, shitty parenting. <laughs> 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 but like my uh, my son, I named him Jasper, so his name is Jasper Jones. And that's, I think it's a really cool name. Like, is yeah. that going to, is that going to affect his life in a cool way? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That sounds like yeah. some sort of iconic character. I like it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's it. That's a, yeah, that's an interesting one. Like, you know, is, is he not going to be cool enough for the name? Yeah. He's probably not. <laughs> I find only- that the people with the coolest names tend to be like when you meet them, they end up being pretty chill, you know, like because yeah, because that's what cool people are is chill. Yeah. And they're yeah. going to say his first and last name all the time. Yeah. In that yeah. case, you know, just because it's too fun not to. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and JJ's just waiting for the taking if he uh, if he, you know, is annoyed by the, the full what? name thing. Well, how old were you when Benson was on TV? Uh, it was, uh, you know, pretty concurrent. So, like, it was a it was a go to reference, but nobody knew how to really use it against me. You know, like right. just saying, "Hey, you're the governor's assistant," or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Robert Guillaume, right? <laughs> like, was he with the? Like, I, I still uh, I watched the show at the time, but I just remember him 
more initially from just being the butler on the show Soap. Yeah. And then that character got spun off into then he was like a guy involved with politics, but at first just as a butler and then eventually as an actual politician, I think. So, but yeah, it was just like Benson is all they got. That would be all they have. There's nothing they really add to it or, you know, there's nothing to, you know, and they never would bring it up in any kind of way that where they actually wanted to, you know, examine race. I like the idea that all all Robert Guillaume's characters connect in some kind of multiverse, like a like a, <laughs> like a Guillaume-verse, like a, like his character on uh, what was it Newsroom is Benson. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that guy's just like he just you know whenever something ends, he moves on and starts a whole new life. <laughs> so many and, careers. Uh, yeah, he was in. For a while there, he was working with uh, Chevy Chase yeah. in that movie. Uh, seems like old times. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a weird one. But I love, I you know, I'm a, I, I'm super into, and especially now that he's gone, Charles Broden. Oh yeah, I was uh, watching Midnight Run two nights ago. Oh, it's so good. It's such a good movie. It's really the best. It's like. Uh, uh, you know, I, I certainly a lot of guys like it, but it doesn't get enough of that guy love that goes to things like, uh, uh, you know, like uh, Shawshank Redemption. Every dude loves that movie in a uh, unconditional way that I don't understand. <laughs> I think it was just the time in life. Where yeah. we were all in that, prison. Yeah. We were in our own prisons. <laughs> <laughs> I just like Midnight Run. He's so like, I, I I hadn't seen it in a long time, and and watching it again, one of the reasons it's so funny is like De Niro is legitimately really angry the whole movie, and he's so mad at him, and I don't know he cusses like everything he's saying is so real, like there's no jokes, you know yeah. what I mean? He's <laughs> yeah. just it's just situationally funny. It's really funny. Um, yeah, that's the that's the real interesting thing about that movie is how it's uh, you know the story keeps moving forward, but like those two actors are just like at, you know at the top of their game and playing it all uh, you know so real. Yeah, and uh, and just like you just feel De Niro's frustration with you know with this guy you know and and and, and the viewers the same in the same boat that De Niro's character is it's like, well, we have no reason to really care about if he makes it out, you know, if he lives or not, you know, we we're just looking at this through De Niro's uh, perspective, but then, you know, we all learn that, you know, he's a good guy and all those guys chasing him are the bad guys. And it's, it's, it's so good. The music, the music's by uh, Danny Elfman. Yeah. It's, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, it's a great score. And, and you have uh, characters in it like Yafet Koto, who has mm -hmm. who's in like a good quarter of the movie and has maybe eight lines because <laughs> you don't have to say too much. Like he would just uh, so much of it is him just like staring at people. And it's so funny. I don't know. It's such a good movie. Yeah. And it's hilarious at the very end how uh, he's like uh, De Niro's like trying to get uh, a car at the airport. And he, he after trying one car. Uh, he gives up and just says, I'll walk home. And he lights a cigarette, starts walking out of LAX. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. 
<laughs> How long uh, before that's rebooted? Like that already has to be in the works, I would imagine. Uh, right? uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because it's you know I don't I, I feel don't. like it's un- it's one of those movies that like when people bring it up everybody gets excited, but yeah. it wasn't a huge hit at the t- you know at the time, so it's right. never made that kind of imprint like. Because everything that's getting remade is anything where the t- they feel the title is enough to get people sure. excited, no matter what kind of garbage they make with it. You like know? they were shooting, they were shooting uh, next to my. I work at uh, Warner Brothers right now, and next to us, they're shooting Head of the Class. What? And I was like, and it's out by the way. There's a Head of the Class. It's on like I don't know HBO Max or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's and it's with like a, a like a very pretty young girl who's head of the class and like wisecracking kids. And I was like, the whole point of that show is like Howard Hessman was like a, like a crazy hippie and working with inner city kids. And I loved that show when I was younger. Yes. And, <laughs> and it's like the whole point of the show is completely thrown out the window. And also who the hell is, <laughs> are they make, remaking head of the class for like, I'm <laughs> like, I'm in my forties and I barely remember it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I, it's just for the title of the show. That's it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it just comes down to that. Like um, the executives just feel it's safer to do something that's they think is like <laughs> worked before or whatever, but like, it's yeah, safe, it's no... safer to remake Valerie. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not like uh saved by the bell where like the remake gets people excited. Cause they, they, you know, are, you know, that's just a a show that's just somehow stayed in people's consciousness. I think Head of the Class was only on for like two seasons. Wow. Probably. The big bombshell yeah. last week, did you see Roadhouse is getting rebased? Oh, no. No, but get this with Jake Gyllenhaal and Doug Lyman. Oh, that's, that's interesting. weird. That makes no sense. Like, it wasn't... People still love it because it's ridiculous. Like, it's not... I mean, it's still going to be. It sounds like Gyllenhaal wants to take his shirt off. (laughs) One of my favorite. He's like, he's like, it didn't work out so good with Prince of Persia, but I'm ready to try again. (laughs) Uh, That whole that lot, like, there's so many good lines from Roadhouse. Pain, oh god, pain don't hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the thing is they're so iconic. The way that you know that Swayze saying them, like, I feel like they'd have to either ditch them or figure out like way clever ways to work them in. Like maybe he's, uh, you know, maybe he could be the grandson of Dalton. So like, like the, uh, some of the references could just be referring to his grandfather instead of him having to say them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What's his name? Sam Elliott's still around. Although he he dies in road. He dies. He just get hurt. He dies. Oh yeah. The the knife is the knife. The knife is in him with the note. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god also i like that they like stabbed him and then like lifted him up and put him on that bar you know what I mean? yeah <laughs> it was a lot of work yeah it was a lot of work yeah it's funny though. too that how scrawny he was and you know just looked playing a bouncer and then now he's like so much you know he's older but he's much tougher looking these days than he yeah. was then <laughs> Yeah. Yes. He's a real pussy back then. <laughs> That's what you're saying, right? 
<laughs> no, uh, it's just, it was just funny how he like <laughs> like there a fight would start to break out. He just take out a scrunchie and put it in his put his hair in yeah. it and start punching people. <laughs> that was that that was a weird like obsession in the eighties with like um you know like ninjas and like the far east. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Everybody was like growing their hair like they're a shogun. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, there was a real like Steven Seagal effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's just like white dudes trying to act like they, you know, got. I mean, now it's uh, you know Cobra Kai is huge now, so like there's you know the uh, the cultural appropriation just rages on. I actually made a scripted podcast. Like, boy, we recorded it like a month before the pandemic, and then we edited it together, and then you know, all these podcast companies and stuff. And I didn't own it anymore and all these things. And then I finally got it back. And and then I'm like, never mind. I'm just not going to make the show. But the first episode is a direct parody of Roadhouse. Whoa. Yes. Yeah. It's the show. It's called the legend of justice, James. And I play uh, a guy who's just a total ripoff of, um, of uh, what's renegade um, uh, Lorenzo Lamas's character. Renegade. And he just goes across the, the the nation on a motorcycle solving mysteries and stuff. But every episode was a parody of a TV show or of a action movie. Um, so like the first episode was Roadhouse and then we we're going to oh. do Die Hard and all the stuff. But <laughs> yeah. And the, it, but then you had to like actually do the work. And I was like, yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm on a TV show. I'm busy enough. <laughs> yeah, it sounds fun. So the work part comes into yeah, it yeah. and then it's like oh wow it's really you know a few episodes in uh, what are we going to parody next you know like yeah. it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> some of these things they really like i i, I see the pr- promos for the goldbergs all the time sure and it seems like almost every episode is a parody of a different uh, well, they, movie they've had to have run out of 80s movies by now right? that's what i'm thinking it's like how can you how can they keep doing that like it just it, i guess they just can age it up as if naturally, like just whatever, you know, each well, did, year. Just didn't Dan Harmon write a My Dinner with Andre parody for Community? <laughs> Wasn't one of the episodes based on My Dinner with Andre? I think it was. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if he went that esoteric with his uh, parody. But also, what what would the rest of the cast be doing? Because if it's just two people at a meal... Yeah, I think it was it was an A and B storyline kind of thing. I don't remember. I think so. Yeah, I yeah. think they had to uh, they had to juice it somehow. Because um, which two community characters would you even pick for a, a dinner with Andre situation? Mm. Uh, my dinner with Badger that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, sure. To sit down with Badger and uh, have a meal. So, is Badger his given name? You think? No, it's Brandon Mayhew was his name. Oh, okay. So, and Brandon, do you think Brandon's tend to be nicknamed? Is Badger like a natural leap from Brandon? Honestly, I looked this up. I don't, I can't remember. Um, When I originally auditioned for the show, the character was named something else. And I can't find the email of the original sides. I don't know what it was. Um, But I auditioned like. Is it a different animal? No, it was a guy's name. And then oh, I like showed George. Yeah. It was something like that. And then I did the audition and then I was, I, I flew there and I got the script and they're like, Oh, by the way, we renamed the character Badger. And I was like, I think it 
because they thought I was annoying. And I was like, that's <laughs> fine. As long as I get cast, that's fine. <laughs> but um, apparently Vince had told me that the way they had written it, they didn't really see it as, as funny as I had kind of played it. You know what I mean? He was oh, supposed wow. to be a real um, sleazeball and that ended up kind of, <laughs> and then the reason, uh, and then that changed that set off a domino effect of other things where I was supposed to introduce uh, Walt to Tuco, but they were like, well, Badger doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would know Tuco. Yeah. But we had that, <laughs> but we had that guy that only had like two lines in like episode three, that skinny stoner on the couch. So let's bring him back. And he's actually Badger's friend who does know Tuco. So then that was the creation of skinny Pete was based on the fact based on the fact that they didn't believe that I would know. <laughs> um, yeah. What a sweet, that's a sweet break for the skinny Pete guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's Charles. His name, Charles Baker. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that was that, that I shot that first episode in 2007. Wow. Damn. Yeah. That was 14 years ago. Oh my yeah. god, that does not feel that far off. Yeah, and then it, aired mean, like, it aired in 2008, the first season. Right. Wow. What was the longest break between, like, because obviously that was one of the shows where sometimes new seasons would take longer than others. Um, what was the longest between, you know, like between shooting scenes as Badger and having to go back to it? Oh, God. Um, I mean, sometimes a year you know, like a full year. Wow. Well, because I would do, I don't know. I think I was only in what, like 14 episodes of the show and there's like 50 and I was broke. I was so poor. Um, cause it's, uh, I have no problem saying it now, but, uh, it's cable, you know, it sucks. Uh, yeah. so I got like, I think first couple episodes, I got like 1800 bucks for the episode and, you can't live off 1800 bucks for a year in <laughs> Los Angeles. Uh, so then I was doing commercials. Uh, I was, I was booking pilots as an actor, you know, um, I was writing, I, I sold a handful of scripts. I was doing anything I could to just stay afloat. And then every now and then they would call me back and I would do an episode, but I was never like, it's so weird. Cause the pantheon of the show, I'm like part of the show, but I wasn't really part of the show. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it, it totally feels like there should have at least been one season where you appeared enough that it was like, you were like a regular that season or something, but no, I think the most I did was four episodes in a season, maybe three. Yeah. Well, that's uh, you make a big impact. So that's, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a good thing. Uh, so Badger that you you think he just got nicknamed that because he was he was bo he would bother yeah he annoyed people yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> yeah well yeah he didn't seem that he wasn't that pushy though it was like much more of a mellow annoying yeah but then we would get they would write those scenes where we would kind of just talk forever you know what I mean just kind of you know just badger on I think. yeah well <laughs> that was the next thing I was gonna say is also how long was it between your scenes in the last season of the series and the El Camino movie. Oh God. That would have been eight years, I think. Oh, damn. Seven years, seven years. So yeah, seven or eight years. 
And then, so your scenes in El Camino are supposed to be that from that long ago. Yeah. Yeah. So did they do some, anything weird? How did they make you seem younger no, or, or no, seem I, like I, I had gained some weight cause I was, uh, <laughs> going, going through a divorce and, oh, um, shit. no that's all right uh i'm remarried <laughs> everything's good um okay. but i i gained some weight and uh i don't know i still looked relatively young i don't know i didn't they didn't have to do anything i um yeah but i mean some, like uh you know they did some weird business with uh with uh heisenberg yeah yeah they didn't and, have to uh, do anything with me um, <laughs> they didn't irish man you no, they didn't really need to. Uh, and Charles, Charles always looks like uh, Skinny Pete. He always right. looks um, old. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. got he's got that kind of face, like very charactery. So he didn't yeah. have to worry about it either. Like we were fine. I mean, yeah. we're also supposed to be, um, you know, stoner drug addict, addict kind of people. But yeah, and you are like uh, I, I dare say like the comic relief of that movie because it's uh, most of the movie's pretty heavy, but your scene's funny. Oh, that's good. Yeah, uh, it was nice <laughs> coming back. Uh, yeah, it was it was great going back. It was fun. Um, oh, so do you think like do you just sit around thinking, well, you never know that as far as some reason for the badger to come back somewhere? I mean, it's tough. I, I go back and forth on this because, like, you know, you 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 come to be known for doing one thing, and I've just done so many other things now. But I also, I'm also that was a big thing, you know. Yeah. And you're like, I need to grow up and move on. But I also like, you know, I I I, I don't forget where I came from. You know what I mean? It's like I go back and forth. It's tough because, um, like, I've been doing sitcoms now with chuck Lorre for what is this i did four uh i'm on eight years now wow. i was on i was a series regular on mom for four years and now i'm on mm -hmm. bob hart's average show on cbs and that's uh we're three years in on that and it's like i've been doing like network tv for so long and i love it but i'm also like i kind of do miss doing the grimy uh new mexico shit too of course i miss it yeah. <laughs> um i don't know uh i run into every now and then i run into like peter gold or um some of the guys that are making um uh bob um what's it called um better call Saul. better call Saul. and uh yeah it's like the issue is i introduced saul goodman's character to breaking bad his right. first episode was called better call Saul. And it was because I got arrested. He played my lawyer. And that's, <laughs> and then that's how we met Walter White. And that's how it all got yeah. started. So yeah. if it's a prequel, I can't be in the prequel. Oh, yeah. Because I'd have to be like the last scene of the prequel. You know what I mean? But that, right, scene, but... But that scene's already been shot. The scene of where we meet was like, yeah, in episode seven or eight. In so maybe it ends with you in the car about to get out to go meet. <laughs> right. Something really like weird. Well, Something I'll, just that, I'll just say that uh that Better Call Saul could catch up to the Breaking Bad storyline. Yeah. Uh, at some point. Cause uh because that's where it's headed, is he's not, you know, he's not even Saul Goodman yet, on, or he or he, you know, just became Saul Goodman in the last season or so of Better Call Saul. And uh so he I, I'm just really fascinated by what just how close the two uh, shows are going to touch, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I imagine like in my it would be nice if they cut like 10 years in the future past Breaking Bad. You know what I mean? Like even further. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like um, and Saul's like still working at Cinnabon or whatever. Yeah. And and uh, I just walk by with like a kid in a stroller and like, you know, <laughs> in, in like a um, like a UPS uniform or some bullshit job. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> like that's that's I just became a suburbanite. You know what I mean? That's what I, I think the real what would happen. Right. Because the fact is people like Badger end up having kids. <laughs> they do. It's true. They it's really true. do. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be careful. No, no. Um, like, do you think like part of that th- thing we were talking before about, uh, uh, you know, names determining your fate or whatever, do you think that uh, being, everyone calling him Badger made, you know, but contributed to his criminal ways somewhat like it just made him a worse person. No, I, he was like one of the only, my son, uh, it's weird. I have a six year old and we'll be walking down the street and somebody will come up to me and, um, <laughs> and recognize me from the show. And so he's very aware that dad was on a show called breaking bad. <laughs> and, and he's really obsessed with the idea of good and bad and bad guys and good guys on TV shows. And so he'll always be like, dad, were you a good guy or a bad guy in Breaking Bad? And I'm like, honestly, I was kind of both. Yeah. Because like of the bad guys, I was a good guy. Sure. But of the good guys, I was a bad guy. So like, it's very down the middle. Like I, I think Badger was, um, you know, one of the reasons that Jesse didn't die, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He had a good heart. He just fell into a bad crowd. Yeah. You know, he just um, likes to hang out. Yeah. He just likes to party. Yeah. Like, I mean, that show trickles down from the top. Like Walter White is a bad guy, but he's the, he's the show's good. You know, he's the show's protagonist. Yeah. So uh, you've already got, it's already, everything's kind of uh, flipped and uh, you know, uh, over the course of the show, it just sort of maneuvered around who was going to be, better than everyone else. Like who is going to have uh, uh, try to take the moral high ground. Yeah. <laughs> Except for like a Tuco never does, I guess. <laughs> no, but uh, I just can't, I can't see Danny Trejo without picturing his head on the back. Of the <laughs> <laughs> um, we got to take a commercial break. We've been going so strong that the, uh, you know, it uh, left my mind that uh, we have uh, a break in the show. So let's do that. And we'll be back with uh, more with Matt, not Matthew Jones, <laughs> not Jonesy. <laughs> we'll, be back, we'll be right back. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. We're back. Um, My next question for you... Matt Jones is about Doug's. (coughs) Um, uh, How many have you, have have you known? 
How many Dougs? Yeah. Uh, funny, the show I'm on right now, my character's name is Doug. Oh, right. What? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm on, I play Douglas Wheeler or Doug on uh, Bob Hart's Abbott Show on CBS. And is. Um... I saw my friend Doug Jones last night, unrelated, <laughs> not related. <laughs> but, okay. But my question about your character, Douglas Wheeler is does everybody on the like do the other characters call him douglas or doug uh doug and douglas yeah because one oh. of one of the main Depending characters on the scenario yeah one of the main characters on the show is my mom so there's a lot of douglas from my mom uh, um, I see. uh and but then uh my brother who's like the lead of the show he calls me doug so bob yeah Bob, Bob, Bob Hart's Abba Shola and his brother Douglas. Yeah, it's Billy Gardell who's. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's great. He's a great guy. Nice, nice, nice man. Yeah. Um, um, also, also, a uh, really cool thing I just found out because she just told me my mom is played by um, uh, Christine Ebersol, who uh, is, goes back, you know, she's forever. Old, yeah. Old broad, been around for forever. Um, a great actress uh, has won some Tonys, all that jazz. Um, and she told me she's in licorice pizza. <gasps> Neat. And she's like, I found out they didn't cut my scene. I was like, what? <laughs> uh, and she plays Lucille Ball in Licorice Pizza. Oh, my Whoa. God. So I'm really excited to see the movie. It's like my I, I haven't been excited to see a movie since Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I can totally see her doing that. You know, I mean, it's perfect. Like yeah. uh, she'd be great at that. Yeah. Cause and, she's uh, uh, cause that was like around the same time when Lucille Ball was in her seventies. I got to see Christine in the, when she was in the gray gardens on Broadway. Oh yeah. She's and, got some great stories about some wackos about like, <laughs> like uh, a lot of like stalker types came out of the woodwork when she started doing that. Yeah, I bet. There's a bet. real obsession with Grey Gardens. Yeah. No, that's uh she was uh, amazing in the uh, in the show and she was, you know, she was a SNL cast member at one point. Yeah, early 80s. Yeah. yeah. She's done it all. Um okay, so we were going through Doug's, you know. So you you played Doug on Bob Hart's album show yeah, yeah. on CBS and then um Trying to think of uh, who Doug, my, Doug Jones, you know, Doug Jones. I'm gonna look up my phone contacts, okay? Yeah, um, just type in Doug and see, see what kind of magic happens. I, I only have two Dougs on here. Wow, Doug Benson and uh, <laughs> and Doug Jones. Whoa. We're finding that uh, everywhere we go, uh, and everyone we talk to, uh, there seems to be uh, is the right word dearth when there's not many. There's the dearth of Dougs. Yeah, and there's a there's a culling of the Dougs. <laughs> yeah, people have really uh, put the brakes on that name. But do you feel like your character on that show, do you feel like Chuck Lorre, like, do you feel like Doug was the name they came up with because it kind of already paints a picture of kind of a, uh, a, a bland per person or something like that? If you're asking if my character's a moron, the question is yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. He's kind of a moron. So people yeah. are kind of like, oh, here comes Doug. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah, yeah Doug is a fun name to say with, uh, <laughs> with attitude. 
Roll yeah. And and saying to someone, Douglas is also very petulant. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like very yeah. condescending. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that works out perfect. Um, but um, I'm sure that show is uh i don't know that lady that plays abishola but i know gina yashere we did um we did last comic standing together we were in the same season yeah and, she uh, uh she created the show she's yeah. uh she's she's great honestly yeah i i never uh, with awards and all that stuff i'm like whatever i think it's dumb but i think gina is should be like in the conversation for um supporting actress on a tv show she's freaking amazing on our show all right well we're starting the conversation right yeah, now it's she's happening. really incredible on that show she's just <laughs> she's just so funny and there's no one else like her on tv so she's yeah she's so a very very entertaining lady and um uh i think you're right uh, you know uh, hopefully this season, but you know, I, I feel like this show's gonna is got some uh, legs. It's gonna be around for a minute. Yeah. Oh, it's Chuck Lorre. We'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, right. But like, you know, it's funny. I I was talking about this the other day. All most characters I've played have stupid names. Like, <laughs> like Doug is actually not that bad. You know what I mean? Like, I we're used to it. We get it. <laughs> no, but like, it has like they're always like here. Wait. I pulled up my own IMDb here. I'll go through character names. Doug, <laughs> Doug, person, <laughs> Bo, Nuber, Badger, back, Baxter, uh, Joe, Kyle, Pig, Craig, Greg, Marlin, Max, Hector, <laughs> Ned. I played <laughs> Uh, on on NCIS, I played Ned Dornigat. Oh. Like, if it's a Gill, uh, if it's a stupid name, I'm probably going to get the show. Wow. Zeke, I played Zeke on The Office. Yeah. Bullwinkle on Hawaii Five O. Yeah. Just dumb <laughs> names. Gunther was another one. Yeah. Hummingbird. I played a character named Hummingbird on a show once. Yeah. Oh my god. Eggnog. I forgot about that one. Egg, Chris Eggnog. Yeah. Yeah. You've really found the key. I mean, you could have just uh, skipped those auditions where the names were like, you know, cool names. Oh, I know. It's just like, I've never played like John. <laughs> David. <laughs> William. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I'm, you know, in my forties and I've been working now for God, um, like 22 years and, um, haven't had a job that's not acting. And, um, uh, I can't get mad at the fact that I'm hired to be a moron all the time. Cause I'm still getting hired, you know, like, I feel like that speaks to you. Cause you seem, you have a very likable, you know, presence. So I feel like, yeah, like li- li- lovable loser. It's great. I'm fine <laughs> yeah. with it. You gotta have, yeah, and you gotta have good comedic timing though. Like, yes, the, of course, yeah. That's the thing. Is that the sure. uh, you know? The I get point. so. I I bet you this is. Don't you get mad when you watch a movie and someone plays a stoner poorly? Oh, it's weird. Uh, <laughs> when someone when I see someone play dumb poorly, I'm like motherfucker. It's so easy. Like right. it makes me so mad. Yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah, you, it's um, don't uh, do my shit bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
the stoner thing cracks me up because people will immediately go to like like they're hallucinating or something and yeah. uh you know like it's reefer madness yeah <clears throat> and uh or they just you know can't remember anything and it's like no it's uh you know it's you can't remember every other thing <laughs> you know <laughs> you know become a, you know, become a complete idiot you just, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> just you're missing portions of the brain that you probably need yeah, but, when I when I get stoned, I become hyper focused on the wrong things. <laughs> yeah, right. But sometimes those wrong things, you know, it ends up being the right thing. Like, because just you know, focus is good in general. Uh, you know, as long as like you know, as long as it's not something destructive. Um, I, I do. It's weird what you can get done when you're when you're stoned. The one of the worst stoned I ever got was on your show. Um, <laughs> seriously, getting Doug with high. Um, well, there's two in my life that were really bad, but, um, that one was pretty rough because, well, uh, since last time I saw you, I've, I've probably lost 80 pounds. Um, when I, I did your show, I was like in a heavy way, you know, not feeling real healthy. And I just, I, I think we, uh, did a dab. Yeah, that was it. Sure. Sure. And I just, you guys got me a car on the way home and I was just like, pouring sweat in the back of the car like you know what i mean just like (laughs) like, i'm gonna throw up in this fucking car like the whole time uh because you know i live on the east side and you guys shot in you know arizona and (laughs) and i was just like god damn it um but the worst i ever got was i was in vancouver shooting uh um a movie uh that was not um it was not very good. <laughs> so, uh, in between, uh, I would have like a couple of days off and whatever. I'm sitting downstairs at the bar. There's a famous hotel in Vancouver that everybody stays at when you're shooting a movie called the Sutton. Yeah. Downstairs in the Sutton, having a you know twelve dollar Manhattan, and um, this guy sits next to me and he goes, "Hey man, uh, I don't know what we started talking about. But we were I was drinking, but uh, we started talking. He's a nice guy." And he goes, by the way, I'm a marijuana distributor. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And he's like, no, seriously, do you want to see what, like, what did he say? Like 15 duffel bags filled with weed looks like. And I was like, yeah, sure. (laughs) So (laughs) we went up to his room and sure enough, he had these long duffel bags just filled with weed. Oh my God. Just like so filled with weed. And he got, and he just like scooped his hand in and put some in a bag. He's like, here you go. Here's some enjoy yourself while you're here. And I was like, Oh my God, thanks, man. And then he goes, um, and I don't actually smoke pot very often, very every once in a while. I just, I I have a hard time, um, getting anything done, but, uh, (laughs) then he was like, Hey, do you want to do a dab? And I'd never done one before. And then I did it with this guy and I like, I almost started crying. I was like, I don't know why I'm in your room. Who are you? Why am I here? Well, there's so much weed here. I got to (laughs) leave. And I like ran out of there and like went down and like wandered the street and forgot. I had just came out of my own hotel. It was horrible. Yeah. (laughs) But I saw like the most marijuana I've ever seen in my life. It was unbelievable. That is wild. And I've yeah. definitely been there a couple of weeks ago on the road. I was in a hotel room, ate an edible. It went awry. The pizza man shows up and I thought he was there to kidnap me. And I, <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. 
the way people will hard knock on a hotel room door like they don't know you're in there and you're fucked up is really uh, upsetting. Yeah, I mean, you know, do you remember that uh, David Cross stand-up bit, the answer your telephone bit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He tells that story about being, I've felt that so many times, like, on the road. You know what I mean? Where yeah. you're like, I've met, like, you're shooting a movie, or I used to do comedy, and you, you'd be in a new city and do stuff, and and then you'd get, just for some reason, I don't know why, but you just drank everything and did everything. Yeah. And you're, <laughs> you're supposed to get on a flight at like 10, like some dumb time, like 8 a.m. And, and you're up till four in the morning, just stupid shit. And you have someone knocking on your door and it's like, hey, they're calling you. They're calling you. And I felt that too many times. <laughs> I, I might feel it tonight. <laughs> What, what city are you in? Uh, Denver. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, uh, oh, that's I, right. I forgot that you're on the on the road right now. Yeah. yeah. Where in Denver are you at? <laughs> uh, I'll be at the Comedy Works. So oh, okay. Right downtown. So it's next to a dispensary. It's a little dangerous. That brewery district in Denver is dangerous. Great. Yeah. Where you can just walk around and there's all these amazing beers. And it's like, it's all just right next to each other. And then... <laughs> then you you know you're drunk <laughs> just outside of the comedy works they've made it one of those uh streets uh, that uh, larimer square is now one of the streets that they block off from traffic and right. all the restaurants and bars have spilled out into having tables out there in the street and it's uh it's really cute i was just there a month or so ago i, I was there in october uh you're, so you're doing shows tonight through uh Tonight uh, through Sunday, Saturday, and then we're doing a couple of shows in Loveland, Colorado, Sunday. So where? Loveland. Loveland. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Mormons had to have started that city, right? Like, <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Loveland. I mean, somebody with some money should open up an amusement park there. <laughs> And it's all rides you can have sex on or something. That's Oh, yeah, Loveland. That's like right near the border. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, my God. The border with what? Wyoming. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so there's not a lot of trafficking going on over that border. <laughs> I believe Colorado is landlocked. <laughs> uh, before we let you go... Uh, Matt Jones, I just uh, wanted to bring up uh, our second gentleman of the United States is named Doug. Oh, right. Uh, right. Douglas Emhoff. Right. Um, so if you ever like, you know, all the TV stuff you've done, have you ever been at like a function with like, uh, you know, our top politicians like Ooh. the president and stuff? Uh huh. Eric Garcetti came on set recently. Uh, oh, this would have been right before COVID, right? Um, yeah. Uh, who have I met? I met Arnold. Oh, oh yeah. So I uh, this is years ago. This is like two thousand. I want to say two, and I'm in a sketch group, and uh, one of the guys still lives at home at his parents' house in the Palisades, and we rehearse sketches in his garage 
So I have to drive out to the Palisades and I have this shitty like 1985 Nissan Sentra, but I, you know, try to make the best of it. I got a radio and all this and I'm playing sticks come sail away. My windows rolled down driving through the Palisades, just loud, right? Just loud. (laughs) I pull up to a stoplight and a girl pulls up next to me on a ninja motorcycle and she's beautiful. And she like looks at me and like smiles and like drives off because she can hear sticks come sail away. And like it's in the chorus and it's like, come sail away. It's like huge. And then, uh, and I'm feeling myself and I pull up to the next stoplight and pulls up next to me in a convertible Ferrari was Arnold Schwarzenegger in a black t-shirt and black sunglasses looking exactly like the Terminator. Oh my God. And, and the chorus has just hit this huge, like, you know, crescendo. And he just turns and looks at me gives me a thumbs up and just peels out. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's the closest thing I've ever gotten to a president. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty close to a president. Yeah. He's close to a president. He's, he's president. He's, you know, married into a presidential family. Yeah. Um, yeah he's a Kennedy. He's a Kennedy. Yeah. Um, well, that is a, that is a good one. Um, but if you ever, you know, or at a stoplight and you look over and Doug Amoff is sitting there. <laughs> uh, you know, try Kamala to, would be turn driving, down, right? Turn Kamala's down the driving. song, turn down the music <laughs> and ask him, tell him that we want him to come on Wide World of Doug's. Absolutely. You know, and you can be like, I did it. So, you know, you can do it, that kind of thing. Like, uh, we're just trying to get the word out that we we want him to be on this show. Yeah. I really think it, we could even maybe just stop doing this show if we got him to be a guest because <laughs> he's the most powerful Doug in the free world. Yeah. You know? So how do you top that? You don't. So maybe we never get him. That's how this show keeps going. We never get him. What about a, you know? what about like a Donald? You know what I mean? What about a Donald? Is that close to Doug? You know what I mean? <laughs> I hope not. I hope nobody, I hope nobody thinks it is, uh, Don, Donald. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen to the name Donald. Like, is it going to get a resurgence just because of Trump's popularity or is it just, is it just a negative, even if you're a fan? Yeah, that's tough. (laughs) Just a, it's a strange association at this point, but also not the greatest name in the first place, you know, know, all the other kids are just going to call you Donald Dick. Yeah. It's just right there. It's just go for it. Um, it's been a pleasure talking to you, Matt Jones. You're always so nice to come on my uh, various uh, shows. And do you have anything in addition to Bob Hart's Amistrolo? Is there anything you'd like to uh, plug or promote? Um, I'm sure there are things. I can't remember <laughs> them at the moment. Uh, you got high just talking to me, I guess. I know. So I think I did. Too. Um, no, uh, no, nah, man, just the show. And it, yeah. I, <laughs> don't, I don't worry know. about it, man. Yeah. <laughs> You're a great talk show guest. You're just like, I don't care, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you get yelled at by publicists a lot. Like you should have said this. Oh, I fired, said I fired publicists. I was like, I'm not giving you money to do what I can do myself. Like until I get great abs or start banging up, a, a one of the, kardashians no one gives a shit you know what i mean like right and then why would you need a publicist if exactly. you're doing those i don't know that, that i think it's a racket um, yeah shout out is. to my publicist he's a very nice guy 
no, but now I, there's publicists for the networks and for the individual programs and the individual movies. So like, you know, there's always oh, yeah. somebody that suddenly is your handler that you, you didn't agree to necessarily. Right. And, and like, uh, and like <laughs> CBS, like CBS, they do a great job for us anyway. So what, you know, I got, what I don't need to spend my own money on that garbage. Yeah. And you don't need to, the CBS doesn't want you to run it by them when you're going to go do something like this. Exactly. No, I, no. I love it. That's no. great. You're living a life, yeah. <laughs> you're living a life, Matt. And, um, Doug Miller, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, like I said, I'm here in Denver with Dan Cummins, uh, today, well, Friday or yeah, I guess you'll hear it Friday through <laughs> Saturday at comedy works downtown. And then we will be, uh, in Loveland at El Rialto theater on Sunday. And then I'm headlining the Velveeta Room in Austin, Texas next weekend, Friday and Saturday, the 26th and 27th. And then I uh, help make a feature film in quarantine. It's playing right now virtually. It's uh, at the Maui Film Festival. It's MauiFilmFestival.com. It's called The Disappearance of Toby Blackwood. Give it a shout. Give it some love. And <laughs> maybe DB makes an appearance in it. You'll have to oh, check. maybe <laughs> you're in there. Of course. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Um, I just want to plug that my annual Douglas movies, 12 guests of Christmas show at the Gramercy theater is on Sunday, November 28th. And that all my stuff is at uh, Doug loves movies.com. Thanks one again, once again to Doug Mellard and, and Matt Jones. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. As always, Breaking Doug. Got it.